going live right now. So we're live on Instagram, we're live on Facebook. And um, it's been a while since I've done this. And the next thing is, I usually have Stefan here with me. Now he's off resting because he deserves it. And um, now it's kind of hit me, I'm actually live and I'm by myself. So I'm actually talking to myself, which is pretty cool and pretty interesting, but at the same time, I actually had to be prepared. So if you hear some clicking and clacking, that's actually me on my laptop reading some notes because I don't want to go too far off. I go too far off. So Facebook Live, Instagram Live, if you guys have any questions, of course, please ask me. Uh, but today, I want to keep it nice and short because I'm actually nervous, believe it or not. But I told myself that if I can commit myself to this um, at least you know, once a week by myself, then it'll get easier with time. And hopefully you guys will find these useful as well. What I'm gonna do with these as well is I'm gonna turn them into podcasts. So I'm gonna try and make sure it's all interactive, but by audio. So if you wanna to listen to my podcast, go on to Spotify and you can click on uh, Sean's Momentum Podcast. If not, I'm gonna link into the show notes. So things have been happening pretty fast and quick recently, and um, that's why I have a coffee. Uh, as of recently, my wife and I are now homeowners, which is great. We're moving into our new home and we spent more time with uh, buying more things. And of course, buying more things means, you know, spending money. Now this has led us to, you know, making sure we have enough for outgoings, mortgage, all that kind of stuff. But really what it is, is us spending more money on things that we've never had. This includes uh, chairs and tables and moving and um, just all these small things. I think we spent a bit on our shoe shelves because we have shoes, we like our shoes, and uh, we want to make sure we could store it. Then it got me thinking, if we're buying things, we wanted to make sure that if we we're gonna buy anything, we basically wanna buy it once and maybe replace it in 20 years time. We're looking at quality over the quantity. If it might be $5, you might have to replace it 20 times as $100, or we could just spend the one lot of $120 and will last us, you know, a quality thing for the next 15 years. And that's what I'm talking about right now. When we're talking about money, when we're talking about our expenses, um, when it comes to your health, and this is actually gonna be a big shout out to Adam Komatsu, make time, uh, it's health is training is an investment and not an expense. And that really resonated with me. It's actually stuck with me for such a long time. Morning to you too, Callum. Thank you for joining. But health and training is an investment and not an expense. And the question now I've started asking a lot of people during this week is, if you don't prioritize your money into your health, where are you prioritizing your money? Because health is something that we should almost never, or we should never challenge and put it on the back burner. Now, if you haven't already, I actually asked a question yesterday about what were some of the reasons why you don't exercise or the, some of the reasons why you hear people don't exercise. And this is the topic of today's stream. So the first thing is I want to go with why I exercise. Now, I've been doing this since I was 16. I've been playing sports since I was, you know, forever young. I think the first sport I ever played formally was swimming, but I hated swimming. So that doesn't count was basketball. No, it was a Taekwondo. I was 16, I was six years old and my mom goes, hey, do you want to do Taekwondo with your friend? So I did it. And although I didn't know what the hell it was, I was just kicking around and honestly, like imagine seven to you know, nine year old me just running around because they told me to, um, pretending to pick kicks and punches. Um, it was fun. And one thing that we don't understand is that this is an ingrained and learned 
behavior from when we're young. Now, for me, it was easy because I've always exercised. But now I'm trying to think about the person who has never exercised. Maybe some people weren't as fortunate as me to be put in the position to be able to play sport or participate in a community or part of a dojo in a gym. So that's the reason why I exercise. The next thing is I've always had the mentality that my health is my number one priority. Now, it went a little bit extreme when I was in my younger adult life, so between 18 and 24. Uh, I never drank. I barely drank actually after I turned 18. Not saying I drank before 18. And then after that, um, I never liked to eat out. I always wanted to make sure my food was clean. Um, clean. And basically this led me down that bodybuilding route. Now the reason why I went down that route is because at the time, that was the only information that was out there. It was about eating your steamed food, steamed veggies, training six days a week, don't drink alcohol, all these things were the things that were taught in the, in the main media right then. Now that we have social media now, it's still kind of astonishing that some people get this mixed up. Like you can't have this, you can't have that. You can, but it depends on what streams you're spending your time on. So do me a favor right now. Don't pause me. No, you can pause me. Go into your Instagram, go into your Facebook, check the people that you're following. Do these people align with your goals? Are they either A, fulfilling your lifelong goal, B, giving you a good relationship, or B, um, educating you. Because those three things are gonna be the three things that you want to have on your social media. So when people start saying that social media is actually negative, I want you to try and think about who you're following. Because if the person that you're following is negative, block them, delete them, unfollow them, whatever you need to do, and get things to be aligned with your goals and values. And that's how I kept myself motivated. Um, like I said, when I was a little bit younger though, it was getting a little bit extreme. I never went out, didn't want to go out. I was a bit of a homebody anyway. All I wanted to do was work, play my PlayStation, go to the gym and have fun with friends at the gym. After that though, um, it started to affect a lot of my relationships in the sense that some people perceived me as this. Um, in uni, I did sports science degree. I thought it was given that people were motivated to exercise and train. I actually ended up, I actually ended up school. Like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go and train and go to the gym instead. But it was just me. Now, I'm not saying anything else about all the people who graduated. Some of them are very successful in their given fields. I just happen to be in the more in the health and fitness industry. And so I wanted to see what I could do and learn. Now from there, it seemed a bit odd. And I'm mid twenties to early twenties. I'm not going out and partying and clubbing and you know, going out and spending my food and, and on money and money on food, should I say. But now that I'm getting to my 20, I'm turning 29 this year, my wife said, don't say you're turning 30 because you're not, it's two more years, but I just think I'm 30 already. It's funny that I'm seeing a lot of my friends and not funny, I'm, I'm actually very proud of them, that I see them starting to prioritize things like that as well, because maybe I'm starting to filter all the people I follow to make sure they align with my values. First of all, is it family and health and then um, training? Because if it's anything above that, I just, don't bother, it's not with my values anymore. Because when you start getting a little bit older, you will start to realize that your body starts to break. Now I am turning 29. I have injuries in my lower back to my knee and my shoulder. I also get unmotivated now. I'm trying to run a business. I am fatigued through this, but I understand that no matter what, if I don't look after me, I can't look after all that. No, not all of you will be in this position, but I think we can all relate that if we don't look after ourselves, everything that we're trying to pursue starts to take a back seat. 
So you can graduate with you know, an A plus honors in your, in your class and everything, and you can try and pursue the top highest position in your job. But what happens if your health starts to deteriorate? It's only gonna be there for a long period of time. I want you to start thinking about playing the infinite game to make sure you can always do it. It's the person who can keep consistent, not the person who can just do a good job for a short stint. The last part of why exercise. This was actually something I kind of just remembered. I was playing basketball after Taekwondo, whereas I was growing up, 16 to 26. And um, I was playing a game of basketball against a team. Now this team had a few people, oh, you know, around my age, and there was actually a particular group where one of them had their dad playing. And I actually thought that was cool. And I don't mean like we're just playing pickup ball. This was league. He was probably in his mid forties to late fifties. His son was probably about my age at the time, so 22 to 23. And this guy, I kid you not, the oldest guy in the team was probably their best player. Um, and he wasn't like athletic or anything, but he was on the, on the court and he didn't need to rest. He was fine. And I thought that was awesome. I said to myself, I want to be like that when I'm older. I want to be able to play basketball with my son and not just like I'm 40 and he's 10, but I mean like he's 20 and I'm 50 and we're gonna go make a team and play basketball with some of his mates and join a league. So I wanted to do that. And can you just imagine all of that at that age and how good your body would have to be? So that's actually a kind of a, a, secret, a secret hidden a goal that I just remembered recently when I wrote this goal down, or when I wrote these topics down. So the next thing I'm gonna go through is the four things that people have said to me in the last seven days of why they don't exercise. And this sounds really, really odd to me, but it is what it is and we're just gonna talk about it. And let me know how you think about these things. First one is I don't have time. Now legitimately, everyone has different priorities of time. The first thing that I do with a lot of people is, I say, write down your timetable. And I don't mean just write down your timetable and what you do on that one thing per day. I want you to remember this one line. Your day starts after work finishes, okay? Your day starts after work finishes. Your day doesn't end as soon as you leave work. Your day starts when you finish work. I say that because people are like, oh, I work Mondays nine to five, so I can't exercise on that day. That's a horrible way of thinking because are you gonna probably exercise on your day off? Probably not. Because if you're living for the weekend, you're probably gonna be going out on a Friday night, you might have a few drinks, and then your Saturday's a write-off. It makes it way too hard. Your day starts when your work ends. If you don't have time, there are more efficient things to do, okay? So I'm not saying go for three hour powerlifting cycles because that's what I used to do. And I used to actually hate not being able to be in the gym for at least one and a half hours to two hours because I didn't feel like I was pushing as hard. But my priority started to change to my family and also to my work. So I needed to get shorter training sessions in. So don't try and fit a square block through a circle hole. If you don't have time, find time, make time, okay? So this is what I'm gonna show you right now. And if you ever want a copy of this, just let me know. This is one of the things that we do. We get people filling out this sheet right here. So there's my Instagram Live, you can see it. This is Facebook Live, you can see it. We actually go, what do you have time to do? And we actually break it down. So if they go, hey, look, I don't work on Wednesdays till 11 o'clock, great. You can go for a walk at 10 o'clock or you can go at nine o'clock. You can decide doing a home circuit, spend 30 minutes doing it, just 30 minutes. This is for brand new beginners. 
because when you start getting more advanced, you probably won't need as much time as well if you can be more efficient with the exercises. Now, if I get someone who works a little bit more tricky in terms of like night shift rotating rosters, you can do two things. You can do this one thing actually. You make two timetables that rotate. Timetable A and timetable B, and then you actually put down what times you can train and what days you can train. Here's my advice. Always train on your day off. Don't train on your day that you're working. It makes it easier. Because if you have a day off and you tend to sleep in to 12 and you, you know, go to bed at nine for some reason, I think that sounds crazy. But you can still do that. And 30 minutes doesn't seem so much of a chunk of your day. Okay, so if you can, exercise on your day off from work. From there, if you still struggle to find time, I actually print out a timetable. And I mean like from 5 a.m. all the way through to 10 p.m. The first few things that you're going to write down is, first of all, when do you sleep? This stops you from dicking around and wasting your time. Make sure you know when you need to go to bed. Okay? I find that very astonishing that some people don't actually have a bedtime. They go, oh, when bedtime? They go, oh, when? Because sleep is when you actually grow, first of all, from the gym and be replenish your batteries. The second thing is you start putting on your non-arguables. So you put things like, when do you work? Put it straight in. Okay? Now, if you're a business owner, you actually should be doing this anyway because it's very easy for you to just dick around at work and go, I've got so much work to do and you keep yourself busy as opposed to being efficient. So put your work hours in. After that, put some other priorities, family time, and then after that, you put your exercise time, okay? If you find that you only have 30 minutes, guess what? You're probably gonna do a 30 minute workout. There's no point trying to block out three hours if a lifestyle doesn't let you. That's one thing that I will say about don't have time. And then after that, the little quote to keep you inspired and whatnot, make time for your health before your health takes your time, all right? The next one actually made me laugh, it's pretty funny. Um, I don't like to sweat. Well, I don't know what else to sell. Like if you don't like to sweat, you probably don't like to exercise. And if you don't like to exercise, and you don't like to sweat. Well, uh, I said it in my um, Instagram stories, uh, you're probably gonna sweat over your health bills because I don't know how to help you there, okay? Like if you don't like to sweat, um, guess what? That's part of exercise. <laughs> I'm tired. Look, I think this is a legitimate one. Um, with the use of technology now being more prevalent in today's society, I'm gonna stop talking like a jargon man. With technology being more common in today, it's so many people have started to you know sleep with their phones. So here's a big one actually, and I'm very guilty of this. Who here sleeps with their phone within arm's reach away? because that's more than likely you going, oh, I have my phone nearby, I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just gonna grab it and check the time or I'm gonna grab it and maybe I'll just flick on Instagram and be like, oh shit, now I can't sleep. I am actually quite guilty guilty of this. So um, I remember back in the day, I used to put my phone on the opposite side of the room where my alarm was, so I would have to get out of bed. This is before social media. Now that I have it, eh, whoops, I actually keep my phone within arm's reach away, so I need to be more aware of this. But it's pretty good now. Ever since uh, Nancy and I have been living together, we've been able to just you know, wind off off the phones now. We're not calling each other before we sleep. We're not texting each other. We just talk um, now. So it's actually made it a lot easier and we keep us accountable as well. So if you are still finding time and you can't, you're, sorry, if you're still finding that you're tired, like I said, head over to that sheet, write down the times that you need to sleep, 
find out how many hours you need. After that, try and reduce your time on technology, get some blue light blockers, do whatever might help you. Another thing was I liked using um, lavender oils as a diffuser at the time, but guess what? Do I know it works? No, did it help me? Yeah, it did. So try something that will help you out and benefit your long-term, okay? This is the one that really got me going. Um, I can't afford it. Well, first of all, is health to you an investment or is health to you an expense? It's kind of like education. Is it an investment or is it an expense? It's your mentality towards it. Things that I've realized that so many people have and also tell me that they can't afford include things like designer clothing and you're entitled to that. But then you have to start thinking to yourself, is my health more important than the things that I own? Other than that, other things that people tend to prioritize over their health when they say they can't afford it is when they're holding a new iPhone and a new Samsung. Now I'm guilty of this as well, but I always try and make sure I spend money on you know, health because I always love to look at the new phone. And I used to work at a mobile phone retailer, so I'm always looking at how to get out of my contracts or anything along the lines, because I love getting the new phone. And I'm at this point right now, I'm like, oh look, new iPhones come out, new Samsungs come out. But those are the things that people will probably not even blink an eye up towards and spend their money on because it's a contract coming in small increments for their, their, you know, their technology. And, and to be honest, they don't change all that much. So once again, is your health an expense or an investment? Last thing I'd like to say is, there are so many ways that you can start to get yourself healthier. And the first thing is, well, commit yourself to a group. Um, we have so many groups and education portals on, on Momentum and we've tried to make it an active goal to provide as much free information. So you know, that's on my Instagram, it's on my Momentum Instagram, it's on our YouTube. Hey, look, I'm even down for just a bit of a chat, obviously within reason, but there's so many ways to get healthier without having an expense or minimal expense. I've had people who are smoking and go, oh, I can't afford it. I was like, well, what are you doing? Um, well, I want you to know that there is always a way and sometimes about finding how to get there. So have a look into it. I'm not gonna go too much into this, I can't afford it because I think I'll go into a bit of a rant. And I don't want to be across that guy on my first solo, <laughs> solo live. But that's about all of it is really. Um, I exercise because of you know legacy. I want my kids to exercise. I want to have a good health. Um, I want to be you know different from twenties, thirties, forties. It wasn't like a health kick that I started. It was me. This was me all along. And then I want to be able to look after my family as well. So that's kids, wife, mum, dad, parents, all that kind of stuff. Because I've started to see a lot of people around my age now and they're coming in with knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain and although they can afford so many, afford so many I try to do so many different types of physical activity and, and health goals as well. So I first started with bodybuilding and wanted to see what my body could do. Did it last me a whole year? No, I gave up after the first one because I didn't actually find it fun anymore. After that, I got into powerlifting, thought that was awesome. That took a lot of my time, six to seven hours, oh, sorry, six to seven years, coached it, thought I wanted to go down that career path, but I didn't. But I still commit myself to it, and it helps me become a better personal trainer right now. Uh, I did weightlifting for about three, four years, and that was fun too. You know, like, I absolutely loved it. 
But I know that this is the one thing that I can't um, stress enough to a lot of people out there. Our bodies do have an expiry date. And um, it gets me emotional talking about this one. Our bodies do have an expiry date. Try to do something with it before you can't and before you regret it. And the only way that I start to really appreciate it is actually with the classes that I teach you. And I don't mean the classes where we're doing barbell hip thrusts and, and thrusters and stuff. These guys are great, by the way. They motivate me. They're on my level of motivation. But it's actually the groups where I see people who are in their 60s and 70s and 80s. And that's why I've made it such a goal to make sure we can always make this affordable for people in that age bracket. Because these are people who are potentially never exercised in their 60s, 70s and 80s. These are people who exercise their whole life and have started to experience um, life, so to speak, and they miss it. Because when I get people in their 70s and 80s, we can't fix too much, but we can make them have a great time to make them feel as comfortable as possible to get them as strong as we can. Because after a certain age, you can't get strong enough to look after what life has given you or what your life has done. And I really appreciate that. And I teach those classes on Wednesdays and Fridays. And um, my 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds tell me, oh, I wish you were here 15 years ago. And they never regretted it. They don't blink an eye when it comes to coming down. I say, hey, guys, we're coming down next week. Because, like, of course I am. Of course I am. And that really um, really warms me up. So I'm going to leave you with that, okay? If, um, if someone in the 70s and 80s is coming to me and they're saying, I wish you were here 20 years ago, what does that say for yourself? Especially if you're at my age, around that 29, 30. You know, what are we doing right now to make sure we look after ourselves when we're at that age? All right, guys, thanks for that. If you really enjoyed this episode, let me know. DM me. I'm going to post this, obviously, to our podcast as well. Um, I really like this. And uh, I think this is something that I want to make sure I can do. So every Friday, of course, I'm live with Stefan. And Stefan's always been helping me with this and surround yourself with people who motivate you just like Stefan has done for me. Um, from there, guys, look after yourselves because no matter what, this is another thing as well. I could write you the best program in the whole wide world given your situation, but there's only one person who could do it and that's you because I can't do your push-ups for you. You need to be able to do it for yourself to look after you. That's all for today, guys. Help yourselves so that people can help you and uh, I'll see you next time on our next live.